All righty, it's time for another Root Issues podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm in the booth today with Alyssa. Hello. And Steve. Hello. And Luke is still gallivanting across the world. At this point in time, I think he's in Europe. Mm. And I know his mom's over there. And so he went from South Africa to Europe. Because if you're already getting on the plane and traveling that far, you might as well make it worthwhile. Good idea. And I hear that rumored he's supposed to be back here stateside on the 15th of this month. Okay. Oh, you know, we'll and so then we can... a full report. Yeah. I, world travels. We, I mean, there's Yeah, maybe been, we could dedicate the next one yeah. to... Just yeah, his, his world travels. And then like, you know, why did he go to South Africa? Mm, I'm we hearing... I, well, I know, but I'm hearing mm-hmm. more and more rumors about that. But anyway, that is not what we're talking about today. We are Aww. still in <laughs> being spiritual in a secular world, not just human series from Steve. This week, we jump into the new way of the spirit. Freedom from legalistical, legalistic, hypocritical Christianity. We're going to be jumping into Romans 7, 1 through 6. Yep. And wow, the title was a mouthful. The message had so much deep content. So, Alyssa, what jumped out to you? Well, I really liked that you provided a little extra time at the end to pray yes. for those of us who have been... Um, hypocritical. Well, are wounded, you know, in the past have scars from that legalism. Yeah. Because I do think it's a really real thing. And Absolutely. unfortunately, the church is not perfect. It's, yeah. you know, under the world or it's part of the world. So it doesn't always um, do the best job at being what God intended it to mm-hmm. be. Um, so I just appreciated that because I think in my own family, and then really close friends, there's still deep wounds there. Yeah. And, you know, there's things that need to be redeemed, and it's hard to try to take mm-hmm. that on or know how to help those people yeah. heal um, when I have a really good relationship with church, yeah. and I appreciate it. And, you know, it's a great thing in my life. I want that for them, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's such a <clears throat> such a deep thing. The number of people... Right, who who have been abused? Let's mm-hmm. go that far, or just um, and we all to some extent, right? Have uh, obviously either been drugged into it or uh, been influenced in, in a negative way by legalistic Christianity, church tradition that mm-hmm. overrides yeah. the reality of uh, this new way of the spirit that mm-hmm. Paul speaks about. Um, most people I talk to are de-churched in some way. Right? Yeah. They have some There's kind some of baggage, some kind of baggage. Mm-hmm. And I think we do need to spend more time in our discipleship and, and just walking along with people, uh, a, a chance for them to be healed. Right. Yeah. And, and this is where Romans is so deep uh, and deals with all of this. Um, you know, our, the next three weeks will be in Romans seven. Yeah. Obviously these first three, um, six verses deal with, uh, the new way of the spirit, the freedom from a legalistic Christianity. The next little section, chapter six, deals with freedom from progressive Christianity, mm-hmm. which would be I'm just rewording uh, this big word, antinomianism, which is <laughs> yeah. you know now we say oh well, let's just get rid of the law, it's bad, right? Yeah. We're free from it, right? And, and that is what obviously a progressive you know mm-hmm. uh, approach has taken. And then the last one is just, what does it look like to be honest with the law, my wrestle with the law that should lead me to uh, chapter 8, the glory of this freedom we have in Christ? I saw a cool thing on Instagram. It was a diagram, and it was like that there's Christ as God in the middle, and that's what you should be working towards, you know, in, in order to believe that 
you have to pair with the Holy Spirit really well. Then on one side, I had legalism, mm-hmm. um, and people can really fall into that. Yeah. And then on the other side, it was talking about what we've talked about on here, self yeah. is God. Yeah. And she called it hedonism. Yeah. And so it's like you're either on one end of the spectrum, all mm-hmm. about the laws, legal, or, you know, self, all about yeah. the self. And so each way you're trying to work more and more towards that yeah. center and not being off balance uh, in like spiritual growth. Yeah. So totally. And I mean, it's like, you know, one of the, th- one of the quotes that I wrote down from your teaching on Sunday was knowing God and knowing that he knows you. And so it's like, you know, under the law, like if you're just trying to make all the hoops and then you mess up, then it's like disqualifying you. And you're like, okay, so I messed up. I got angry. I got, I lost my cool, you know, but then I've got a thousand excuses because I can justify just about everything. Well, that would be self as God. Well, yeah, you know, but I'm going to be in the law because that's how I'm supposed mm-hmm. to live. But then as soon as I fail to do the law, okay, well now I'm God. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to justify why I was yeah. out of the law. So that puts me back in the middle, right. happy with Jesus and God. You it's know, like that and, whiplash from like yeah, one side to the other and how yes. you just rest in the middle and understand that like in just trying to please him, mm-hmm. then it kind of falls <laughs> away and it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, those things don't matter you as know. much. And so that kind of like takes us into like, you know, just that do you know the spirit of God is inside you? Yeah. Living out of the spirit. Okay. And so that's where I just would love to land just for a little bit. I would love to hear from you. Like, what are the precursors? Like, how does somebody like, you know, okay, I'm, I, I, I see and I understand that the ceiling of God's spirit is inside me. You know, how do they process? I'm living by the spirit. Yeah, it's a great question. I, and I think it's one that we should be more front and center in our discipleship process of, how do I know this is by the Spirit or this is by my flesh? Uh-huh. How do I know yeah. the Spirit's inside me? We should be absolutely confident in that, of that. So uh, I think, um, and that's a deep dive, I think, because it's so experiential, mm-hmm. um, but it's based on the truth of God. So this is the testimony why Paul calls it out, right? Over and over again, in Romans 8, he says this, is the Spirit, asks the question to the church, is the Spirit in you? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it begins with the confession. Faith comes by what? Hearing the word of God. And uh, for each of our lives, we have to have that testimony of when we met him. Yeah. You know? And uh, I think for me, as I shared, one of the huge just spiritual insights that I have to keep relearning and keep holding on to is, uh, you know, to learn to obey God, it, it, that when I add to that, the idea of learning to be his. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? If, if it's just learning to obey him and the disciplines and the doing, then I quickly, boy, we just can move quickly to that legalistic thing. Yeah. But the deeper aspect, who has taught me how to be his? Mm-hmm. Now, this is this was what leads us into knowing the Spirit of God yeah. is inside me because, again, we'll get there in chapter 8, but it says the Spirit inside us is the thing that allows our spirit to cry out, Abba, Father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the expression... Even my language of how I talk to God and knowing that I'm a child of God is the absolute proof, right, that uh, the Spirit of God is inside me because I can't cry out, Abba, Father, genuinely, mm-hmm. right, in deep uh, joy and, and security unless the Spirit of God is doing that, yeah. right, with inside me. Uh, so this, this idea of learning to be His, mm-hmm. this is where it all begins. It's yeah. just that He's bought me with a price. It, so it's back to identity, chapter mm-hmm. 6 of Romans. That's yeah. the foundation, yeah. and I have to uh, live there. And that's mm-hmm. the foundation I have to live on to advance in 
being led by the Spirit, right, by the power of the Spirit in my life. Yeah. I liked when you talked about the pastor's kids. Yeah. Um, and how for them that identity is obviously pretty clear, like, yeah. But it's the relationships and the environment mm-hmm. around them knowing that that's going to help, you know, them really live it instead of rebelling or falling off. Yeah. The, and I just thought about that, like with our own kids, like, are we ex- giving examples in, um, especially when we make mistakes and fall short? Yeah letting them be a part of that process, like of, you know, seeing each other, forgive each other and, and, you know, modeling for them, how you go to God and talk to God and pray, doing that out loud so they can hear and see that relationship instead of it just being like, well, we're Christians. This is what we do. Absolutely. absolutely. And yeah, I just think it's, it's, um, someone has said that, you know, the legalist, the, the Pharisee as such, Mm -hmm. Uh, that Paul's talking about here is, you know, is heavy on knowledge, yeah, mm-hmm. but, but very light on experience. So covers up and and just think about past church experience. People that just hammer, hammer the the word, which is nothing wrong with that. We need to, yeah, yeah. But they have little testimony, so you don't mm-hmm. hear much about their heart, yeah. or what God yeah. is doing, or the testimony of how prayers have been answered or whatever it may mm-hmm. be the experience right of it and so back to the pastor's house if all a kid grows up and this goes for any of us all we hear is the law law don't do yeah do, do don't do and we hear is, more don'ts than yeah, we do do's. yeah exactly and uh then you're, you're going to naturally rebel. It's, it's, there's no mm-hmm. reality. There's nothing attractive to that, right? Yeah. right? And that's exactly what he's saying here in chapter 7, verse 6, especially is this radical new thing. Yeah. It's, it's not the old way of the law. We're free from the law now to walk in this new way of the Spirit that is not this do, 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 you know, this right. very legalistic, religious, kind of the burden of the law. Now we're going to get into the law is still very powerful. I need to understand yeah. its role in my life, but it is there. Um, Right, to show me what I can only do now mm-hmm. by, the, yeah. by the power of the Spirit. I think it's more about like understanding the truths. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's law, but like, I think it's understanding like why. And then you have the choice mm-hmm. to either believe that as God put in the Bible because that's the truth, or mm-hmm. to experiment and try and find your own, you know, make up your own things yeah truth and i mean when you think about it it's like you know as we go back to like you know the question like you know how does somebody know that they're living by the spirit they you know they're embracing that they have the spirit of god so that they can say okay i'm not under i'm not living it just out of the law you know and so would you say like you know if they're able to answer the question you know like what is the relationship you have with god and then they can even throw it back. Like if they are very law bound and do the do's, don't do the don'ts type mm-hmm. people, which there is wisdom in that. But, you know, if you could say like, all right, tell me about the relationship you have with your parents. And if their relationship that they have with their parents is based off of how well they behaved and performed, then you might, you know, say, okay, now tell me about the relationship you have with God. And then if their words are like, you know, well, I, I go to church on Sunday. Uh, you know, I have a quiet time every morning. Uh, you know, and it's not like, you know, this experiential relationship mm-hmm. of, man, I just feel God guiding me. I feel God 
leading me. I'm living out of his promises. I, you know, I once had anxiety and worry. Now I have freedom from that. Then now you're kind of describing, okay, you have moved into the spirit. Mm -hmm. I mean, the law is still the law. I mean, I don't Mm -hmm. see too many people running around screaming and trying to argue against gravity. Mm -hmm. Well, but I think it's like the ease ease of which, or like the difficulty involved, or Mm -hmm. the internal struggle you're feeling. You know, those are good checks of Mm -hmm. like, if you're right or not. Yeah. Because you're going to feel the freedom. It's going to come with more ease, peace, joy, Mm -hmm. are going to be more present if you're aligned. Yes, absolutely. it's going to come easier to Mm -hmm. not follow those you know, bad ways. Oh, they're pretty and if easy you're like rebelling and pushing against it, yeah. and then, you know, the heartache's going to come at some yeah. point. It's going to be fun maybe yeah. for a bit, but then it'll catch up with like, yeah, yeah. Isn't that's it good. You know, aligning. Yeah. I think back to your question, you know, Chris, I, I, I just, I think it, like you say, you have to ask the questions of mm-hmm. people relationally, move yes. down experientially. How is this? And keep drilling down. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you trying to follow God? How are yeah. you trying to obey? And and I, I just think the simplicity of do I know I'm walking by the Spirit is, is, is that my desire? Mm-hmm. In other words, in when I'm thinking about my day, am I asking the Spirit and am I growing in understanding my dependence on the Spirit yeah. mm-hmm. to bring about the fruit of the Spirit? Or am I just willpowering it, right? Yeah. It's self-discipline, you know, yeah. just putting, a, putting, you know, some things in my calendar or, yeah. or certain steps to do. Um, that's, that's a real marker for knowing the spiritual yeah. dynamics yeah. going my soul is when I'm aware, growing more and more aware yeah. of, man, this is the flesh. This is what yeah. I'm doing with my own will. Cause I can versus, boy, this is my dependence on the spirit. This is my yeah. prayer, my, you know, um, you know, all of that. I know um, we didn't do a podcast debriefing Bryant's yeah. um, sermon, but I feel like that's what we really saw in like his raw emotion up there uh-huh. is that difference. Uh-huh. Like he was r- truly showing us a man mm-hmm. who is submitted mm-hmm. and who will not live without it. Like, yeah. you know, it's his, it's his, um, air <laughs> yeah the air that he breathes and i mean yeah, yeah and so yeah because it can get so like you know in the mystical you know and mm-hmm. then you know and then if you run into somebody who is like you know living under the law and is basing their relationship on their obedience to the law right and then they're just constantly like well you know are you doing this and are you doing that and then for somebody who's on this search of am i living life in the spirit and then they get hit with somebody who's kind of more on the checklist it can just be so overwhelming like all the things that that person has surrendered their life to out of obedience in the doing but not out of relationship Mm -hmm. and so you know it is it's like you know how do you describe those relationships i mean i can i can remember like you know in my early days of childhood you know my relationship that I would have described to my parents would have been, you know, probably in those pre first teen years, you know, it was like obedience. Like my relationship was based on me doing what they wanted me to do Mm -hmm. and doing it well. Pleasing them was good grades. Pleasing them was this month. Chris didn't get suspended from school, you know? Mm -hmm. And so therefore, you know, and then as it progressed, it moved more into the relationship of freedom. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and just understanding like, you know, I choose to do what I do because I want to respect and honor them because I actually have a genuine relationship with them. Like my actions affect them. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think that's some of like, you know, you know, what you were kind of, you hit this one slide. It says, the law says, do this and you will live. 
you know. And you're like, yes, you know, if I obey the laws and I live by those laws, then I will have probably a pretty fair life, right? But then the gospel of Jesus says, you live, so do this. And so the exchange changes, right? Yeah. Like, and I think that's like, you know, one of the key elements, like, you know, for someone to think about, like, hey, if I'm going to live by the Spirit, then the exchange, he has given me life because of my belief in him through the gospel. Mm -hmm. And now I choose to honor him with what he gave me. Yeah, that, that, that's it, right? And that's that's Paul's whole point. Here. Yeah. These first, for, well, I think the yeah. larger chapter 7, but for sure these first six verses yeah. is, is to make this contrast for us to realize the magnitude of what he saved mm-hmm. us out, to belong to another, not to this burdensome system right? mm-hmm. that we are endlessly trying to affirm ourselves and, and yeah. be good yeah. enough and all of that to one where we rest in we're his he's yeah. when i think about like my kids especially with john like he gets really down on himself when he gets in trouble because i think chrissy is operating in yeah. that sense of like he just wants to obey us and you know he feels really bad when something doesn't go right so it's like what a great time to give him the example of when we mess up what do we do do we yeah. believe the lies or do we go to the cross yes and like modeling that you know, for him when Carson and I make mistakes mm-hmm. in parenting him or just, you know, lose our temper or yeah. whatever. So then when that happens to him, mm-hmm. he hopefully understands he can go to God, even mm-hmm. as a five-year-old. Yeah. Um, like, I want him to believe he was acting out of character. Like, that's not who God made him to be. Yes. Um, and that's not who he is. So... Yeah, yeah, I and I mean, you know, we had the same situation with one yeah. of my kids this morning, you know, and I just heard my wife saying, like, I don't know if that's the way God made you to act that way. No, right. So why are you acting that way? Like, you know, and I didn't understand all of it because I was doing homework with another one, you know, but, you know, there was just that, like, that reference of, like, hey, yeah. you are his. Yes. You know, and so, I mean, I think that, like, you know, when we looked at what we were looking at in Chapter 6 of just identity, you know, I mean, and then you jumped out. Okay, now we're going to live life by the Spirit. We're not under the law. woo You know, like, you know, like we've got to revert back to like, you know, what have you done what needs to be done in the relational surrender to say mm-hmm. he is my identity. Absolutely. You know, because, I mean, I'm going to throw this out there because, you know, if you looked at Romans 7, 1 through 6, you're going to see a whole lot of, you know, like, we're talking about sinful passions. We're talking about husbands and wives. And, and I think you did a really great point, like, you know, looking at, like, you know, he was using the illustration that, you know, if a woman's husband dies, then she is no longer oh, yeah. bound to that husband. He's trying to give this example of, like, here's the law. Now, her husband has died, so she can remarry. She is free in that because her husband died. Now, if she remarries or has relations with another man and her husband is still alive, then she is still bound to that husband. And so Paul is trying to give us this example as we move in the Spirit and under the new covenant of Christ, the law is dead. We're no longer right. slaves to it. We are now slaves to Christ. And then how do we live that? But the the identity aspect, you know, like for a beginner who came to Christ, learned I'm a sinner. Yeah, yeah, I'm a sinner. I I need Christ. I need His redemptive work. I need His freedom. And then, what's step one for 
identity transfer from I'm I realized I'm a sinner I've been breaking the law now I'm mm-hmm. a, a child of Christ what's step one for someone to say okay my new identity takes on Christ how do you what would you say yeah I think here is the absolute necessity I think and priority of discipleship I have to have think about the number of people I wandered right for for years right <laughs> or you know trying to figure mm-hmm. that my identity you know I was saved right we're a new creation but we still have that old orphan identity and yeah and if you don't if you don't have someone to walk with you to continually and and, and very much show you who you are now you're his mm-hmm. yeah and here's what he says in his word about you yeah and to process that, to really get that full transfer in, mm-hmm. then you know what? You're, we're going to we're just keep striving in the old yeah. flesh. We never mm-hmm. get there. And this is, uh, again, we see the imperative in the Scripture mm-hmm. to learn to follow Christ. That first part when uh, Mark is at 3, yeah. says when he called the disciples, the first thing is he called them to be with him yes. before mm-hmm. he sent them out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they had to learn to be his. Yeah. They had to learn a whole new way of being. And that, yeah. for me, that is where the beauty is yeah. in faith. Yeah. Like, and I know, I hope that never ends. Yeah. I think there's always more, yes. you Absolutely. know, to learn about who God is as your father and who you are in him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think we can be safe. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you'll never know at all. But I think that's why yeah. I appreciate our community so yeah. much because I know that that's something that would die off if I was just doing it on my own. Right. But it's going to be reawakened, you know, as mm-hmm. I hear other people's testimonies, yeah. stories, sh- able to share my own things and yes. then have space for people to speak into. Yeah, And you're, you're all doing the, the parenting class now on yeah. Sundays, which is such a beautiful I- I- illustration of this is, you know, the parenting that God would have us do is to parent our children mm-hmm. according to how God sees them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I get into trouble if I start parenting, disciplining them according to how I see them. Yeah. I, I know. Because you know, I'm going to say things in anger or whatever it is. Yeah. But, so the parent's role to be to let the Spirit of God speak through them, fill them, yeah. right, and give that word of God over yeah. the child, right, yeah. so that they learn to be His. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, you're going to always be my child and part of this family, but yeah. ultimately, I'm stewarding you for a while to... Yeah bring you to him, right? Mm-hmm. That you would walk with him mm-hmm. and fully be secure in uh, being a child of God. Okay. Yeah. Way better than gentle parenting. <laughs> That's the like Instagram craze right now. Uh, what is it called? I don't do Gen- Gentle parenting. Gentle which I think parenting through the spirit. So you hit him with a water balloon and not that. a bat? <laughs> Chris. <laughs> like I told you, no. get off the table. Yeah. No, it's it's amazing the like it's that radical shift that you were talking yeah. about. Um, that when the spirit's involved, when God's involved, when that's your ultimate goal, yeah, um, it just takes so much of the pressure off. Mm-hmm. I think that is just the biggest shift you'll feel or you'll know if you're doing it right. Okay, I would so, just say one yeah. final thing I, I'd want to say to anybody listening to this is my encouragement with. Uh, Looking at Romans 7, the, the power of the gospel is, boy, with all the, the church wounding, with yeah. all the, the number of people who have been abused by, by spiritual leaders and everything, yeah. my plead with anyone listening out there is that they would not let those abuses and those that legalistic, hypocritical Christianity keep them from God's house. Yeah. Yeah. Keep pressing in, right? And yeah. realize that is not the church. 
um, that Jesus, you know, came to right. to, to be set on the hill yeah. to be the example, um, and to keep pressing in, uh, right? Not not let that keep you wounded or skeptical yeah. right on the outside. I think so many of the wounds come from church people, yeah, too. Exactly. Not well, no, always absolutely. the leadership. Like, I mean, it's like <laughs> comparing <laughs> yeah. to others around you yeah. and getting and frustrated not, with yeah. other believers, right? And we have all been susceptible to susceptible to this is that we let those people mm-hmm. the wounds that they say to us move us back from god's church yeah. or his people in general yeah. or god even yeah rather than seeing that for what it is it's yeah. somebody who's operating in the flesh yeah. not yes. the spirit i need to move towards god yeah. yeah and i mean it's like you know typically it's you know those individuals who resist the spirit because as soon as they move into the spirit you know their knowledge their authority lessens Mm-hmm. Because you know everybody's on the same playing field of like you know hey we're all in this in the journey of sp- for the spirit all right so I'm just gonna throw one more thing at you one more one more uh-huh. okay so when we look at like you know because yeah we're moving from we're we're removing hurts we're moving we're trying to move closer to God so would you say that the largest worker in us is the ability to surrender and allow God to do the work in us. You want yeah. to say something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, no, I mean, but that's missed. That's I know. missed by people because, you know, like, you well, know. Because of willpower. Well, yeah, it's like willpower, but like, you know, even Andy Poole, we were kind of teaching on going back to the basics at the men's retreat, oh. you know, and he was able to say, you know, like, you know, he has had his morning hang time and devotional time with God for like almost four and a half years straight. Good for him. Wow. You know, you know, but you know, that wasn't meant to be like, hey, you gotta match no. up to Andy. It's like he has just made it a priority that he knows in his own mm-hmm. flesh, man, if I don't get with God, then my day is gone and I'm just gonna go down these little rabbit trails here, rabbit trails there, instead of remembering yeah. and saying, No, my day is surrendered to God and God's gonna do some work in me today. Yeah. And he's doing the work. I'm just making myself. But you available. have to find the things that will remind you yeah. to surrender that. Like yeah. God's going to do the work. God's going to do the work. It's different for everybody. Yeah. I and think, I think sometimes, but. like we want to be like, well, if you know, I know why my son didn't have such a good day the other day because I didn't. I didn't pray the yeah. equal amount of time for him as I did for the other oh. three children, and so you know, I didn't. I didn't labor in prayer to protect him. Mm. You know, but but God's doing it. You know, and so it's not like we want to. I think Slide the big thing is prayers. just recognizing when you're slipping yeah. and then like being like, okay, this is not who I am. This is not this who is out I of character. Am. Yes. And then finding a way to totally get mm. back on track. And so, yeah, so I would just say like, yeah, if you're in this and you're on the journey and, you know, you want to find how does your identity become that of Christ and living in the spirit is just in that relationship with him. And so I would highly recommend, like, if you're questioning, like, how does God see you? Does God see you as a favored son, a favored daughter? I would recommend, like, you know, get a God's Promises book, you know, and just look for areas in your life where you're like, well, I just feel anxious or I just feel fear and such. And then go and see what God's promises are to his children. Yeah, 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 where it'll say, like, oh, sickness, and then you go on this. Yeah, and and so those just speak volumes because these are the promises that God has for his children. And when you start speaking those promises over you and living out of those promises, now you're walking as a daughter and a son of God. Yeah, well, and, and give church a second chance. Come yeah, on. and give give church a second chance. I mean, you know that that's always a big one for sure. 
you know, yeah. as far as like being in the community of believers and seeing other people share their gifts and share mm-hmm. their testimonies and then also share their struggles just kind of evens the playing field out. Yeah. Like Especially there, if there you is, have kids, such yeah. a gift for them. Yeah. Come, there is no know, varsity like JV freshman team here. There is one team, one team. Well, that's about all the time we have for today's Root Issues. Thank you so much for listening. If you need to reach out and talk to us, you can reach us at rootissues at ccaspen.com. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we hope this midweek jolt jolted you a little more in understanding your identity in Christ. I need to get below the surface.